Hello, and welcome to Vitals, where we explore the most pressing topics in healthcare and data. Today, we're getting a pulse on the build versus buy debate in healthcare IT. Joining us are Scott Samways, VP of Information Technology and Health Informatics at Beth Israel Leahy Health, and Michael Musi, our very own Chief Operating Officer here at Arcadia. Together, they're going to cover the evolution of data in healthcare and the technology we use to manage it, key considerations in pulling together a healthcare analytics platform, and what the build versus buy discussion really entails for health IT professionals. For those joining us, please drop your questions in the Q&A, stay engaged, drop comments in there, let us know what you're thinking. And with that, Michael, I'm gonna hand it over to you to get this conversation started. Great, thanks, Mike. Scott, thank you uh, for taking some time this afternoon to join us and our audience to, to chat about the age-old debate of build versus buy, or as I like to call it, call it uh, buy, buy, buy versus buy. Um, <laughs> do you mind uh, taking a few minutes to introduce yourself and, and your focus at Beth Israel Leahy to, to the audience? Sure. Uh, my name, again, Scott Samways. I'm the Vice President for uh, IT and health informatics for the uh, Beth Israel Lee, uh, Health Performance Network. Um, you know, we're an accountable care organization. Uh, we've got about 500,000 covered lives. Um, the organization has about 400 primary care physicians and about 5,000 uh, specialists. Um, about three years ago, we came together as an organization. It was uh, a merger between uh, Legacy Beth Israel, uh, Leahy Health, and uh, Mount Auburn. Um, you know, so you know, the way we're kind of looking at it now is that it was, you know, the merger happened three years ago. We had one year to start the merger process, and then we had two years of COVID. So it's been uh, an interesting journey, and it, it's continuing. Um, you know, overall, we've got two uh, academic medical centers. We have 11 community uh, hospitals, and then we have uh, six uh, community health centers. So we've got a pretty diverse, uh, you know, setup as far as a, a health system is concerned. Um, you know, and, and our environment's very uh, heterogeneous right now. Um, we're, we're, you know, have multiple different hospital EHR systems. We have Epic, we have Meditech, uh, Sorian, Cerner, and then our ambulatory is even more uh, spread out as far as the uh, the vendors and, and for our EHRs, where we've got Athena, Eclinocorps, NextGen, Epic, uh, you know, you name it, we basically have that flavor. Um, so that's been an important part of, uh, you know, our data journey and the decisions that we've had to make. And Scott, you've spent quite a bit of time focused on data integration, data platform, data warehousing and healthcare. Can you share a little bit about how you've seen uh, the need for information evolve over the last decade? And I think what's really unique about this conversation is we've probably been working together in various capacities for a decade. So. Uh, I think it's a real testament to the way the, the industry is changing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, from the perspective of, a, of an accountable care organization, and then, you know, I'll start there and then maybe we can, you know, talk about the, the health system itself. You know, in the in the early days, it was, you know, a novel idea to try and, and put together clinical data from various systems. You know, the, the, the ability to do it was, was you know, or the, the capability to do it was challenging, um, you know, Back at that time, you know, when we were just when it was just Beth Israel, um, you know, John Halemka, the, the CIO at the time, decided it was it was important to start to try and build, you know, a, a quality data warehouse and put clinical data together. 
Um, so they called it the QDC. Uh, it started to aggregate data from the uh, BIDMC hospital homegrown uh, you know, EHR system called WebOMR. But then we also started to uh, connect all of our community EHRs uh, as well. Um, I think the important thing to note about that was that it was there was no intelligence behind the data coming together. It was just being put in a spot. Um, you know, our ability to leverage it was pretty limited, um, but you know, it was the beginning. Uh, I think you know CMS and the Pioneer program, you know, uh, jolted and put some energy into the need to be able to collect very specific uh, types of data. So that really was where the 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 need uh, and and really our decision, you know, as an ACO to either build or buy. Uh, came pretty quickly because we needed to be able to calculate those quality measures for CMS. And that was all based on clinical data. It was only EHR data that was being used. This was not based on claims. Uh, so that really, um, you know, put a jolt in it and, and got us moving in, in trying to aggregate that data. Uh, it's only grown from there, you know, as, as these as the systems have uh, have evolved and gotten bigger. You know, the needs for the data has grown both, you know, whether it's for, for our own sort of quality programs, uh, you know, needs from our payers, uh, you know, where they're looking to look at different types of clinical data, outcomes, measures, things like that. Um, but then from a system level, that's, you know, that's really the latest um, evolution for us is that, you know, they are looking at things, you know, around care management care retention, you know, health equity. There's some big, big topics that are, you know, we're trying to solve for, you know, by having all this data in a, in a place where we can get to it and it's, and it's you know, accessible, normalized uh, and, and being updated, you know, in as near real time as we can do it. I think that's one of the most interesting evolutions over the last decade is how much more information is required. You know, I, I remember one of our first projects was decomposing the impact of clinical data on on quality measures and looking at we were bringing in data from um, from some of the community providers to understand what was the what was the lift that you saw when you started to reconcile the services and results that made it through the administrative data pathway through claims versus what was what was the performance when you included the the, the deeper uh, and, and in many cases, more timely EHR data set. And you fast forward to our monthly readouts today, and it's not just quality measures that we're talking about. You're talking about social determinants of health, which a decade ago, we were just starting to talk about. Um, you're now talking about not only cost of care information, but um, how to decompose that into impactable sections. I was I was out at a conference earlier this week in Salt Lake City with the, the class organization, and one of the one of the really interesting takeaways was that every health system now is investing in data analysts and data science. And I think ten years ago it was it was pretty unique that Bidco or Bidpo as as it was had a team focused on harvesting uh, this data to make uh, and manage performance more effectively. One of the first projects we worked on together um, as an integrated system actually, I think, really exemplifies the value of an integrated data set. And that was some of the work that we did together on, um, on helping to connect with patients around uh, understanding where there was higher risks of, of, of COVID and then also subsequently 
working together to distribute the COVID vaccine. I think the, the most interesting fact in that exercise was that as your organizations came together, there was this very pressing need to have a single, a single place to understand network-wide or system-wide performance. Has there, been a, has there been a time where you thought we should build this ourselves? And, and if so, what were the barriers in, in that exercise? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different pieces to that. I, I mean, what I'll, I'll, I'll start with the, the sort of expertise that you, you touched on. It's a, it's, you know, when you're, when you're trying to, you pull data together into a single system like that, and where we're, we're talking about, you know, a, a diverse set, different, very different types of data. When you're talking about, you know, whether it's hospital data, whether it's ambulatory EHR data claims data, membership, scheduling information, demographics data, you know, you, you start to get, you know, admissions, discharge, transfer information, and you're trying to put all that together. Having people, when you're talking about putting together analysts and data scientists, you know, the idea is that they're going to leverage all of that data to, you know, to, to be able to, to help different parts of the organizations make in, informed decisions, improve performance, drive their businesses, um, you know, so that in and of itself is a, is a challenge in, in the right people because they, they need to understand where that data is coming from, how it's being sent by that source system, the transformation needs, which is a big piece of what we, we get in the buy side of it, is being able to transform and orchestrate that data in a way that then is, is useful to the analysts and the data scientists. And you know, so that whole journey, like people, you've got to have folks that can understand that whole thing. And when we talk about, you know, when the debate pops up to potentially build something like that yourself, realizing that the subject matter experts to be able to do not only leverage the data, but understand how all that needs to come together and do it in an effective way is very, very challenging, very challenging. You know, like they, there are pieces that potentially can be built and are done by other organizations on their own, but the lift, the support, the maintenance, and the cost, I, it, you know, far exceeds what we would, as an accountable care organization, be able to to pull together. Yeah, I think that the COVAX you're pulling on two threads that I, that I think are really interesting. You know, the first you're kind of pulling on is by by collaborating with a a platform, a vended platform solution it enables your teams to work more effectively and, and work on understanding how to use the data and the information to drive improvement, whether that be in healthcare outcomes or cost of care or um, community programs. But I think what I'm also hearing is by buying a platform, it's not just the end of one platform. What you're, what you're getting is an ETL framework to help you aggregate and collect all of the data coming in from a variety of disparate sources. You're getting content that is in this market ever changing, whether that's HEDIS measures or risk models. And then you're getting a set of tools to enable your teams, whether it's care managers or analysts or data scientists to work on to be able to execute their jobs more effectively. So it, it, it almost sounds like if you were to build this, it's not just a matter of building a data warehouse. It's, it's building all of those components that need to lay on top of it. When, yep. and I, oh, good. Oh no! Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just to to, to the, the one other piece that you had mentioned was you know 
at a system level, understanding the value of what we've got, um, you know, the, the COVID, you know, situation, you know, definitely was put into to put us into high gear and a lot of urgency around where they were going to be able to find all the information on our patients across a network that had just come together. You know, so we were, you know, we wound up being the only place that had all of the patient data that they needed that could also layer in the correct conditions that were, you know, mandated by the CDC and then additional um, additional conditions that, that you know, the state of Massachusetts wanted us to, to you know, take into consideration. Uh, and we were able to get that information together, you know, look back using the provider attribution that was available to us to, to correctly identify which who their PCPs were, what their home hospitals were, and then with the right information for conditioning and their locations, to be able to take 2.7 million patients and then put that into a vaccine program where we could identify, you know, areas where there was a high need, where we knew that, you know, there would be, you know, the, the, the lack of services could be a problem. And that was a huge, had a huge impact on our Medicaid population, our mass health population. So that that kind of dovetailed into the, you know, how and why we wanted, we were, you know, we were very valuable in having all this information in a single place. and and. The, the the build side of that would not have come together if we didn't already have the platform in place. Being able to layer in Leahy and Mount Auburn's data over those over the, the one year that we had to to prep was, you know, was just I guess the time to value. I think is, you know, the time that we could get that, you know, built, ready, and then out the door to be able to be used was was, you know, absolutely, you know, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that's always impressive to me is when when we partner with organizations like yours and, and many others, you're able to bring together in many ways the best the best brains in clinical care delivery and clinical innovation with great minds and technology and data. And together when we're when we're working effectively, we can have an outsized impact on on patients and patient health outcomes. And I think that example was was a great one. Together, you know, you think about 2020 and, and what the health system was going through and to a large extent what the health system is still experiencing. Everyone was in crisis mode and your teams needed to focus on making sure that you could prepare and deal with all of the challenges we were facing at that time, whether it was supply chain, you know, converting converting rooms into, into, into ICU beds, making sure that you could you could effectively treat patients without COVID who needed you know, emergent care services in a safe setting separated from those patients with COVID. So you know, your, your teams were focused on operating a health system and they, they didn't necessarily have the time and the mind space to be building technology solutions. And meanwhile, you come to us and say, this is the problem we need to solve and how can we work together both running hard at the problem. And I think that's a really unique part of the build versus buy partnership is, you know, we've all, we've all purchased something that's a, that's a commodity good where you know you 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 buy a, a durable good whether it's a keyboard or a mouse I'm just looking down at my desk for examples but then you also have things that you buy which are which are partnerships whether that's you know um, a partnership with a contractor renovating a home or in this case the the partnership that we've been able to build with with you guys to make sure that as you experience the the ever evolving set of needs that the healthcare system is is presenting us, we can innovate together, allowing us both to, to fall back on our respective strengths. 
When you think about um, your teams, I think one of the, the most unique parts of this build versus buy is that it's not necessarily black and white. Um, I know for a fact that your teams are actually building on top of our data platform and you're building your own analytics, your own views on information, you're presenting that in your own, your own formats across network. Can you talk about how, in a way, buying a platform has been an accelerant to building your own intellectual property and, and creating and supporting your own care model? Yeah, I, I you know, I think what's what we've been doing and as far as, you know, building our own information and, and reporting is 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 unique to each business that we're trying to support, right? So we constantly are approached by different areas of our organization, you know, whether it's, you know, a central pharmacy, whether it's something to do with, you know, our health delivery sciences team for research, um, you know, and they all have come at us with different levels and different layers of needs. You know, we have a, you know, our care collaborative, which is our, our behavioral health, each comes with different layers of sophistication. And, you know, you're never going to have a, a, a necessarily a front end portal or platform that's going to be able to serve all of the needs for, for those particular groups. So being able to take all these various data sources that we're getting from all across the system and then tailor it to the needs of those different business units is 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 really important. In some cases they, you know, they're they're more sophisticated and they need basically a data extract. You know, there's certain data, you know, pieces that they need and we put it together. We we you know customize that to, to what their business needs. And it, you know, it may be going into a downstream system. It may be for their own analytics. You know, and then there's others where it's, you know, it's a completely um, you know, it, we're building dashboards for them. We're creating, you know, registries. We're helping them build, you know, things for, you know, navigators for, for care coordination. It's, you know, so it kind of runs the gambit of where, you know, what type of business unit we're dealing with and the type of needs that they have. But the platform that we have allows us to do that, right? It's not, we're not completely, you know, siloed and say, we've only got data for, for you know, pharmacy over here. We've only got data for behavioral health sitting over here. And now we have to figure out how to put it all together. It's already all together. It's there, you know? And so, it, it, you know, for us, I think where, you know, where this continues to evolve, you know, you know, in this partnership with you, uh, Michael, is that we're constantly being asked to surface new pieces of data, you know, for different types of programs that maybe I, you know, and, and we hadn't thought of, you know, health safety net program is, is one of the most recent one that's popped up where they really want to make sure that we can identify abnormal tests for, you know, certain, uh, you know, uh, screenings, whether it's PSA, CT lung, you know, we're more familiar with colonoscopies and mammograms, but that's sort of a new a new area that we're, you know, that we're trying to work through and, and surface because, you know, what we cared about before was, was the test ordered, was it resulted, that kind of gave us, you know, where, where it was ordered, who ordered it, those sort of things, but now really looking at, well, what happened with that test, what was the result, and where's the outcome, and what's the follow-up going to be, leveraging the data to do that, those sort of things has been, you know, is, is you know, critical and continues to be, you know, what driving us to, to, you know, to get better at it. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about your team. You've, you've talked a little bit about some of the functions that they're providing to their customers, but what is your, what does your analytics and, and data team look like today? How is it organized? Um, when you think about all of the, the various ACO members who are, are using the platform? 
So our, our analytics team is, is sort of divided into, to, I'll, I'll call it three areas, but you know, it, it's, it can be, it's a little more nuanced, but you know, we've got an area that focuses on, on finance, uh, but a component of that is going to be our contract finance folks that are doing the analytics around, you know, both when negotiating contracts and, and, you know, and post uh, how we're performing and how we're doing, you know, uh, you know, against those contracts, we have medical economics, uh, that spend a lot of time sort of digging into overall how our you know how we're doing with our you know total medical expenses our our, our efficiency risk um, and then we have you know the data analytics team which is you know the group that really is managing the platform itself the feeds that are moving into it and then you know most of the large data extracts uh, that that come out of it um, so it's a combination of of, of analysts. Uh, both junior and senior level, you know, data scientists, they, they come from from different backgrounds, really, you know, when you're talking about where their their expertise is, you know, some some truly are just, are, are, I say just, <laughs> finance, the folks that are very worried about, you know, the dollars coming and going, we've got folks that have a lot of expertise on the clinical side, really understanding how the, the EHRs operate, uh, both hospital and ambulatory. And Given our environment, we have to have kind of a, a really strong understanding of workflow, um, you know, with the different types of practices we have, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a, a primary care, you know, a setting within a hospital walls versus primary care that's that's out in the community, the community health centers, they all operate, you know, very differently and understanding what they're documenting, how the data is coming in, you know, those are all, you know, critical. And, and what's important for us is that whether it's medical economics, whether it's financial analytics, or whether it's, you know, rolling in the, the clinical side of the fence, like they wind up all coming together, you know, and then a lot of times it's it's a combination of, of all three that's that's helping, you know, produce the things that we need to produce on a monthly basis and to, you know, keep things, keep things on track for the organization. I think that's, that's really helpful. If you could, you know, project again a back of the napkin estimate is just fine how would those change how would your team need to change if you if you decided to build all of this componentry yourself ranging from data collection etl to analytic engines and risk models to applications to be used by by users whether it's care coordinators or your reporting teams would your team need to double in size triple quadruple do you have a, a sense of what that would look like yeah, I, I mean, when I when I think about it from the days of, of actually managing EHR systems, you know, it was it was it would probably be by a magnitude of three to four in in what we would need because you need people who are um, well versed in interfaces. So whether it's something like HL seven, whether it's it's you know flat file for clinical data, um, you know, understanding how that data needs to be queried and pulled out of out of various you know systems, uh, you know, each. Each one of those layers, and then you start getting into the expertise of how does that data get aggregated and normalized? Like, how does that come together? You know, concept mapping and, and making sure that you're able to take all those disparate sources and, and put that and understand that, you know, a mammogram ordered here versus here versus here, they're all coming in in potentially different types of formats, you know, all equal the same thing. Uh, and then you'd still need the expertise for the analytics side of it to actually, you know, help our business leaders drive the performance and, and help interpret what we're, what our findings are. And that, you know, keeping all that running and together all, you know, in, in the, uh, you had alluded to it before, but, you know, in the, in, you know, I'll call it the bad old days when all we had was, was claims data that was lagged and we, we 
you know, catch it from the provider saying, you know, I've, I've seen half of these patients in the last three months. So you're, you're wrong. Like my performance is much, you know, you can't, yeah. uh, you can't even put a price on that to say where we no, would be like the work that would have to happen to, to make it, you know, do what it does now. It was that those, those, those early days of population management were so hard because the, we, we worked with the data we had, but you're, you're right. We pushed these lists out that were 65 days out of date or, or even longer by the time we pushed them out. And, you know, that was not because we weren't working hard or smart. It was just because that was the data we had. Yeah. Um, what do you, you know, what, we've talked a lot about all the, you know, the way the teams would have to shift and how you can still build on top of a platform. One of the things I think is unique is, and I, I alluded to this in the intro, is this concept of it's not really a build versus buy question. It's really a buy, buy, buy question. When you think about all of the components that you and I have talked about, you've got ETL, which if you were to build this yourself, no one's building an ETL platform. You're going to go buy something like Informatica or mm -hmm. um, Talend or another interfacing platform. And then you've got data storage, and you're likely partnering with someone like Snowflake or Redshift or you know, some other some other database management platform. You've got the analytics layer, which will need a BI tool like Power BI or Click or Tableau. And then there's all the other all the other componentry. You're, you're gonna need system monitoring, you're gonna need security tools and auditing tools. You'll need a master patient index to create the concept of a person, measure concepts, risk concepts. So really if you were to build it yourself, you're just stitching together a bunch of different solutions, which Organizations like ours and many others have kind of packaged into a platform, so you have this one-stop shop. But I think another piece that that we haven't covered is the infrastructure. I, I go back to, I mean, and Scott, you you know this better than I do because you you built a, a, an EHR managed environment with with Beth Israel uh, many years ago. All of the all of the hardware management, and for all mm -hmm. of us and for all of our sakes, you know, the public clouds have made this a lot more a lot more manageable. Although, uh, albeit at a, at a, a real price premium. Um, you is that something that you guys consider as you're thinking about a vendor partner is is shedding some of that heavy tech environment management version management security backup load balancing i i, I don't miss it at all not even, not even a little bit not having to manage you know the the the, the all the infrastructure around a data center is 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 a huge weight off our shoulders you know there's there's needs within you know the bioh organization and we have data centers and there's things that that we have to manage but but as a as a team that's responsible for managing a data platform to have a vendor that's taking care of all that that's worried about sizing worried about you know responsiveness and and you know the you know the speed it, it's you know that that is that is just a huge a huge piece of it so that we're not worried about multiple, multiple vendors. We're not worried about, you know, having to have that level of, of support, security, you know, if something's going wrong, you know, the, the absolute fire drills that happen to, to sort of jump into where and what piece of it is is not operating as it should. Um, I, you know, I, I there's a part of my life that I, I still do that with, with our community HR. And, you know, the fact that I don't have to do it on this side of the fence is, is absolutely wonderful, so. That's uh, that's a huge win for for you know for the performance network. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I can I can really relate to that as we as we moved to the cloud probably seven years ago at this point. That that also helped us shed some of that responsibility and, and offload it to in our case AWS. But it's it's an important part of any of these partnerships that 
if you're choosing to buy this yourself, you are choosing to take on some of that environment management responsibility. Let's share a little bit about some of the, the less tangible. You know, we've talked about the all of the kind of the cacophony of components that would need to be purchased if you were to buy this yourself, the, the, the increase in staff to build and maintain some of the speed to value. What else, what else do you guys see as the benefit for your decision to partner with an organization to support your data platform needs? Um, what, what benefits do you derive? You know, what, what, what have you been able to infuse into your organization by, uh, by being able to leverage an off the shelf set of products? Well, I think the, the product itself, you know, we've, we've always been able to have a, a, a lot of uh, input and, and, you know, collaboration with, with you as a vendor, Arcadia as a vendor, because it's, we, our business has changed and continuing to have, have you guys continue to develop the product in a way that that supports our needs, whether it's it's on a purely data you know side of the fence, so it's sort of back end and, and and managing pieces of data that we need to things that we're trying to develop and drive you know on the front end. That's sort of you know you know for our end users, um, and and that you know that really you know continues to to change whether it's it's developing cost and efficiency reporting, whether it's you know putting together risk and quality you know so that we've got both understanding where gaps are, understanding, you know, what the latest, you know, clinical values are in a, in a sort of single view. Like those, those are things that have been incredibly valuable for us. I think the other piece of it is, is leveraging, you know, you, you, you become sort of a, a, um, a staffing force multiplier, your, your expertise in different areas and bringing you know, being able to bring that to bear um, on the different parts of our organization, whether you're partnering with our, you know, care management, you know, uh, you know, team and, and trying to look at, you know, some of some of the ROIs available with 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 our different populations and where we can you know make some gains for care management, whether it's our referral management team and sort of understanding, you know, what are our you know referral patterns and where are we where are we doing well or where do we have the access issues? And, you know, those some of those those types of things uh, are, you know, not in some cases our team can do it. In some cases we, we just don't have the expertise and we need the partnership to to you know to have you guys help. Full on, you know, analysis of of some of our, our risk programs that have been going on for years where you can see why, you know, we're wondering why why aren't we performing well? What are we doing that you know and and, and the fact that you also have insight into what other customers are doing what's made them successful in other other parts of the country you know are, are there things that we're not doing that we should be doing you know and where are our areas that are that are gaps um i think you know other things that, that we've leveraged in and you know you guys have your own set of data scientists and our health science delivery team loves talking to your folks because it's you know it's sort of a meeting of the minds there where they're really trying to grind out what's what's the latest and greatest and what should we be looking at to to you know to better deliver care and those you know having those big heady conversations you know the fact that we're able to sort of bring that together is is huge too so it's it's beyond just again you know we it it, it seems simple data aggregation data orchestration you know we get you know I get around our, our technology folks you know and they they always say, they're like well we could do that. It's, we could, but should we, you know, is it, is it, does it make real sense for us to try and, and try and tackle that when, you know, we've got most of it here and, and maybe we're just trying to drive towards a couple more pieces. And then, you know, again, the time to, to be able to deliver that to the right, 
the right group, right time, and and have them be successful to 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 do what they need to do. I like that concept of we can, but should we? That 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 thought often crosses my mind. I have, I think, like a lot of us, we have these like big aspirations of what we can do, but it's it's really a question of is that the most effective use of time? You, you brought up something interesting that I I think is such a reciprocal feeling. One of my favorite parts of 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 being an Arcadian and the, the role that I have and the pleasure to occupy here is the ability to coordinate with customers like yourselves. You know, every every health system and every payer attacks the same problems just a little bit differently. Whether that is from the way they use technology or the way they organize their teams or the way they use data. And I've, I've felt very privileged to have the opportunity to be able to say, oh, you guys have a question about this risk program. And I think this other organization over here has done an excellent job with that. But at the same time, that other organization who may have cracked the, cracked the nut on that risk program is really struggling with care coordination, which you guys have cracked the nut on. And so in a way we get to be this corporate matchmaker of sharing best practices. Mm -hmm. And as a mission-driven organization, surrounded by and serving mission-driven organizations, you kind of always know that by making those connections, even between organizations that compete in a specific market or even nationally, the net benefit to patient outcomes is is really positive. Um, I think that actually leads to a, a, another another question I think is really important. As you talked a little bit about the the relationship you've been able to develop, and I think this is something that's that's pretty unique in our partnership um, that I've really enjoyed, which is that you guys are are you're never really shy to ask for 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 things that you want to see in the, the future iterations of the product, whether that is new tools or new reports or um, different ways to access information. Is that is that part of your guys' DNA or is that something that you have with specific vendors? And how would you encourage the audience to think about that as they're selecting a vendor partner to make sure that you create that, that open space to co-collaborate and co-develop? Yes, for 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 us, I think the the thing is we've we've always had a need to be nimble. I think our system has pushed pushed us whether we were you know we were ready or not. It was always a little more than than just what I guess has become sort of traditional within a, a risk arrangement and trying to manage the budget side of it, trying to have some quality. Um, both our organization and I, I think the payers in Massachusetts have been pretty innovative and they, you know, when we're, we're looking at, you know, our negotiating contracts right now, we are not afraid to look at, you know, what I would call non-quality measure type of, of incentive incentives, like looking at better ways to, you know, interact with patients. Like, if, you know, could we come up with a program that's going to be focused on a, on a particular group of patients, you know, with a need, whether it's hypertensives, diabetic, diabetics, and how are we going to better interact with them? And so, you know, coming to the table with, with somebody like Blue Cross and saying, you know, we've, we've got this capability to do, you know, some really customized campaigns, some text outreach, we can, you know, we can, you know, there's, there, we could, you know, put in together sort of best care practices for a particular type of, of disease state. And, and we've done it. And, and that, that's, you know, if you don't have the right vendor, you can't do that. You can't sort of come up with, because knowing, having to have the data in place, having the tools to do it, and then, you know, being able to think creatively about, you know, what can we bring to the table, both for better care delivery and to help us maximize our, our you know, our ability to to do well in our in our risk arrange, arrangements. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's been, that's been really big for us. That's, that's been a, a huge thing and it's changing the way that our uh, contracts are constructed uh, because, you know, the folks going into it now realize that we've got a lot of flexibility and, and a lot of times what's coming back to us are the, the what if questions, what if, you know, they, if they're interested in this particular part of their population, could we do something to help support that? And so, Sometimes we already have the answer and we know, yes, we can definitely do it. We can nail it. Sometimes we come back to you guys and we ask, and, you know, and you guys have, have creative ideas and, and it's, it always winds up, it, it's, it changes us to make sure that we're being, you know, creative and collaborative sort of in all, all the different areas that, that, you know, and, and I'll call them my customers that we, that we interact with, whether it's the physician organizations, whether it's a particular, you know, what we call risk units, um, or it's particular, you know, parts of our, you know, uh, shared services or parts of our health system, whether it is something around behavioral health or pharmacy or, you know, uh, you know, system integration. It's, you know, those those are things that we we really value and I think have, you know, have pushed us sort of in, in sort of a bunch of different ways. I think that's really, I think it's really valuable. I think the one thing that's always certain in this market is that like the the needs for information and data and the way it's being delivered will continue to evolve. I mean, I look at right now, you know, CMS has a has an initiative to capture more social determinants data. You know, if you look at the way that the the ACO program is changing to report on on quality measures from the web interface selection to the ECQMs where you're reporting on your entire panel, there's more and more need for more data, more information, more information faster, um, and so that that partnership is really critical to be able to, to bridge with a, a vendor partner to make sure that you can keep pace. Because if, if you know, we were doing the same things with you guys uh, that we were 10 years ago today without any evolution, we wouldn't, we would not be working together. Um, no. Which I think leads me to my last question is, you know, I, I think my favorite part of this build versus buy debate is that it never ends. Um, you know, I think that I think it's something, and I'd love to get your confirmation or your thoughts here, but isn't this a debate that continually wages on even, even after decisions have been made to say, we're gonna build X or we're gonna buy X? Like, is that is that a conversation you're consistently having? Yes, yeah, it, it comes up, you know, pretty much all the time. It's, you know, depending upon which which corner of, of, our, of our system is looking to do something. And I think that the first, the first thought in a lot of cases is to try and, and do it yourself, try and build it. Yeah. You know, we wind up, they, they wind up making their way to us a lot of times. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of discussion, a lot of thoughts. And then somebody says, Hey, but they pretty sure they already have this, you know, on the performance network and, and let's talk to them. And then, you know, 95% of the cases we're able to, to get them what they need and, and they don't go down that road. Um, I think some of the other things that we're, you know, we're working on with you that, you know, are, are a big part of sort of alleviating that is the fact that we can, we've already got the data aggregation done. We've got a ton of it normalized, you know, being able to put that back into other systems in, in effective ways, whether it's extracts that we're doing on our own, whether that's, you know, stuff that we're partnering with you guys on. Um, you know, where you guys already have some native capabilities to push information, whether it's risk scores, you know, using the different risk models, whether it's, you know, quality gap data, 
um, membership information, care management, you know, care teams, like having that capability and, and you know, and, and being able to evolve and, and move into that space into the EHRs sort of at point of care is, is another big piece too. It's, it stops those, stops those conversations sometimes, you know, short because it's like, we've already got that part done. This is, you know, what do you want to do now with, with that part of your business that you're trying to drive? So. I agree. Scott, I have a last question for you and then, and then we can uh, all go back to our, our day jobs. What advice do you have for organizations who maybe earlier on in this journey just starting to think about this? Um, what do you wish, uh, what do you know now that you wish you knew 10 years ago? Well, 10 years ago, I thought the data was complicated. Um, and, and, you know, looking back now, I, I realized that, that I had no idea, you know, just, you know, the, the depth and the layers that, that are involved with this, never mind the, the things that have to ha that have to be layered on top of them, whether, you know, and I just mentioned the risk models, you know, the hundreds of quality measures, you know, legacy organization for us, we've got, you know, 184 different quality measures that are, you know, we're monitoring in real time now, you know, like 90 of them are unique. Just the complexity has only continued to grow. So I would, you know, I would, I would really think about it if it's, it's a very niche thing that you're trying to do in a, in a very, you know, siloed environment and you've got the expertise, sure, think about it. But if it's a very broad look at trying to bring data together across a, a, a you know, a, a varied system with a, other third party vendors that are, you know, playing in the care space with you, it, it's, you, you have to think long and hard about that. You know, it's, it's, it's very challenging to be able to do what the systems expect of us now and be, you know, as, as, you know, as nimble and as responsive as they want. Uh, it would be very hard if we had to tell them each time we have to, we need six months or a year to build this first and then we'll get it to you. So. That's so true. You know, I think one of the things that's interesting is, you know, while, while we certainly service organizations, you know, just like you, we have customers, um, or rather just like us, you have customers. Um, I think what's so fascinating is as we talk about our roadmap and how we are going to continue to support our customers, we too are having the same debate. Um, and sometimes it's really hard because as a, as a software company, we have this, this, this pool of engineers and you have to resist the urge to say we can build everything because sometimes buying things is the right decision. But at the other, on the other hand, you know, as you start to think about your clinical tools, your clinical model, it may be the right decision to build. So I guess the, the, the age old debate will wage on. Scott, uh, really appreciate your time today. I'll, I'll hand things back to our moderators um, and, and then we'll get wrapped up. Thanks for having me, Michael. Appreciate it. Michael, Scott, this was a really interesting discussion. I learned a lot. I hope everyone joining us today learned a lot too. Um, for those who are listening in to the recording or those who are here live with us still, uh, you can find additional resources in the show notes at the bottom of the screen. There's key cost considerations in Build vs. Buy. We have an article around that. We have more information about Beth Israel Leahy Health. You can go and learn about their organization, what they're doing. You can also visit uh, our vitals page on arcadia.io to see other additional vitals recordings in this webinar series, uh, which are also available as a podcast if you want to listen on the way to work or you know, when you're on vacation sitting on the beach. This is the perfect type of thing for that environment. Um, and we also have a great uh, series called The Schema, which you can watch. Season one we did last year. It's a great uh, production. 
we're about to do, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this yet, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're about to do season two. We're about to start re recording. So catch up on season one. There are six episodes. Episode six actually just launched as a bonus episode last month. So, or recently. So uh, catch up on that and then join us next month. We'll be sending the recording for this session out shortly and an email to let you know what next month's topic will be. So we'll see you next time. Thanks so much and have a good one. Thanks everyone. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Thank you.